What's going on? It's Max. You know there's no better way to start your Saturday morning than with my friend Dr. Clapper and the Weekend Warrior Show. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Maganda Umaga. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Umi ihi bang paciente mo. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. You know who that is. That's the boy from Honolulu, Hawaii. Uptown Funk with Bruno Mars. Because that's what we're talking about today. A childhood, a magical childhood in Waikiki. Because my guest at 815 launched his swimming career from the shores of Waikiki, the great Mark Spitz. But a hundred years beforehand, a man who embodies the goodness of life. We call it the spirit of aloha. None other than Duke Kahanamoku. This is from a show in 1957, black and white, called This Is Your Life with Ralph Edwards, showcasing the life. But I want you to hear about the swimming life. Five Olympic games he was in, the great Duke Kahanamoku. And now against the background of Diamond Head Duke, white sand, swaying palm trees, and the warm breeze of the tropic trade winds. Let's tell the story, ladies and gentlemen, of a little Hawaiian boy who became the most famous swimmer in the world. Participated in five Olympic Games, Duke Kahanamoku. How'd you get the name Duke? Well, it's a long story. Uh, Shorten uh, it for us, would you, Duke? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it short for you. All right. Well, when Kamehameha the Great that uh, was... Uh, uh, conquered all the islands. Yes, King of Amer. So when he brought these islands together, why, uh, Moku means island. Yeah. And uh, Hana means to wood. I see. So when he conquered all the islands, he brought them together. So when my family, or my dad was born, we got the name of Duke Kahana Moku. Wow. Well, your family was descended uh, from pure Hawaiian nobility. That's right. Your paternal grandparents being related to King Kamehameha. So, as the eldest of nine children, the name Duke was handed down to you from your daddy. That's right. Where do your brothers and sisters live, Duke? Well, they're all in uh, Honolulu. They are? (laughs) They're here in Hollywood to help us tell your story. Here's Bernice, Sister Bernice, Kapiolani. Listen to Bernice tell the story about how Duke Hanamoku learned how to swim. Listen to what his dad did. Must have been wonderful being raised on an island paradise, Duke. Uh, What was Duke's childhood like, Bernice? Well, Brother Duke's childhood days were spent in the water Uh and on the beach. But my father taught him how the old-fashioned method to swim when he was only four years old. What was your dad's uh, method of teaching you, Duke? Well, uh, that's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> As I say. But he did it. <laughs> he threw you uh, kind of over the outrigger canoe over the, between... Over the canoe between the two outriggers. And I was splashing all over the place. Save yourself or drown. Save yourself or drown. What a great way to get a swimming lesson. You're encouraged to uh, play in the surf <laughs> and improve your swimming. You spend all of your spare time at Waikiki Beach. That's right, right, Bernice? Right. Yes, uh, Ralph, he, Brother Duke did take time off to go to school. 
And on April 30th, 1900, we all became American citizens. Your childhood years saw Hawaiian history being made, Duke. The abdication of Queen Liliuokalani in 1893, the creation of the Republic of Hawaii in 1894, and the American flag being raised over Hawaii in 1898. And Mark Spitz's family was there before it became a full state, 1952 to 1958. The beach in Waikiki is really your home, and you, Duke, and your brothers take to the sea like ducks to water, outrigger canoeing, body and board surfing, and rowing for the Heilani Rowing Club. At this time, Duke was actually more fond of rowing than he was of swimming. I know because I rowed against him in many races. <laughs> That's bad, yeah, the voice of an old competitor, Duke. One of your closest friends here from Honolulu, Hawaii, is George Dad Center, world-famous swimming coach. Listen to this story that this Dad Center says tells about Duke and them taking a stopwatch out to see how fast he really can swim. If Duke was uh, more interested in rowing than in swimming, uh, how did he become the world's best-known swimmer, Dad? Well, after we would go practice rowing, we would go swimming, mm -hmm. and the various crews would engage in swimming races, and Duke would always win. August 12, 1911 was an important date for Duke, wasn't it, Dad? Yes, it was the first time, very first time Duke entered a formal swimming meet. Mm -hmm. And he swam the 100 yards open straightaway. The timers couldn't believe their stopwatches because they showed that he had shattered the world's record, not by fractions, but by whole seconds. Wow. Duke swam 100 yards in 55 and 2 tenths seconds, and the world's record was one minute flat. Broke the record by four seconds. Your great speed attracts the attention of the sports world, and you're invited to come to the mainland to participate in the AAU circuit meets. They can't believe that figure of 55-2. The year is 1912, and the Olympic Games are to be held in Stockholm, Sweden. Your electrifying swimming in the AAU meets makes you a natural choice for the United States Olympic swimming team. And you sail for Stockholm in the summer of 1912. Here's a funny story about being in Stockholm. Duke's ability to sleep at any time of the day or night almost uh, caused him to lose a crown, didn't it, Mr. McCurdy? sure did. We were out at the Olympic Stadium to compete in the preliminary trials, and that morning we had taken part in the Olympic parade. And uh, after the parade, the Duke went back to the dock to get it to the ship to sleep. <laughs> and when we got to the stadium where the Duke wasn't there, yeah. I had at least you thought he was on the ship. Well, I thought he was on the ship. Uh, so I competed in my event, the breaststroke, and then went back and took changed my clothes. And Otto Wally was looking all over the place for the Duke, so I had a hunch and went down to the dock on one of those little Swedish streetcars. And the Duke wasn't there, so I went back to the stadium and looked under the stand, <laughs> and there was the Duke sound asleep. Oh, no. And after waking him up, he just had time to get his suit on and get up to the tank when the gun started his event. Yeah, and guess what happens? Here he is sleeping. He's not practicing beforehand. He's falling asleep. Well, how did he come out there? Well, he won his preliminary and then went on to win the final and shattered the world's record. Wow. Established a new Olympic and new world's record. And then the king of Sweden, King Gustav, crowned him with the laurel wreath that's entitled to the victor of the Olympics. We're all excited how old LeBron James is doing his thing. Listen to what Duke Ahanamoku did on his 30th birthday. 
What made 1920 uh, so memorable for Duke, Mr. Langer? Well, that's the year Duke broke his own world and Olympic record. And you did it on your 30th birthday, Duke. That's right, Dad. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, it was eight years. We didn't have any Olympics in 1916, so it was eight years that you had a chance for that record that Mike told you about. And you did it so easy with that fellow form of yours, these other, you just beat these other fellows easy. Well, it's been said that if <laughs> Take Duke... Take it from Dutch. <laughs> Take it from Dutch. It'd been said that if Duke had really been pressed in his races, Ludi, uh, that his records might have been even greater. Is this true? Well, this guy, he just swam to win. He swims so easy and all, but he, he got in there and he'd watch his competition, but he'd come through with an awful burst and it usually win, and it was usually a world's record. Usually a world's record. The great Duke Hanamoku. What a story. But it begins with a magical childhood on the shores of Waikiki. Coming up next, the clinic will be open. I'll take your calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. And I do want to take you into the operating room with me yesterday. And what a simple, elegant trick I did that I learned many years ago to make sure that the nerve around the hip is okay and it doesn't involve fancy electronic computers or robots it's a trick that will always be the most elegant way to see if a nerve works i'll explain and i'll take your calls coming up next on the weekend warriors show here on 710 espn Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. <laughs> 